of the of the Buddhist teachings. It's all all of this all of these teachings and practices are pointing to um, understanding more of what gives rise to our pain and our suffering in our human condition and what releases that the conditions that release that pain and suffering so that we can really start to know directly and experience directly in our hearts and minds that freedom the freedom from suffering which is happiness sukha dukkha is the word for pain or suffering or the unsatisfactory nature and sukha is the word in sanskrit pali for happiness or sweetness release so each morning we've been offering guidance in our mindfulness practice based on what is called in the in the teachings of the four foundations of mindfulness this from the sati satipatthana sutta discourse of the buddha and we've been going through those different foundations systematically beginning with the body first foundation because unless we're really here located here with our mind and our body in one place it's not really possible to pay attention to to be aware to be mindful so so our first intention our first orientation is the is the body and it's not just in our formal practice it's all the time every moment every moment is this opportunity for mindfulness so we can always draw on our body these these all the teachings that practices we've been receiving even the qigong beautiful qigong practices that help us be more mindful in our body feeling our feet on the ground knowing where our hands and our arms are knowing where our breath is finding ourselves our bodies here so we begin there and then we develop some capacity to begin to feel our body the, the bodily sensations what this body actually feels like directly rather than just the concept of a body we start to be able to feel the body as this complex of sensations that are arising and passing and sometimes pleasant sometimes unpleasant sometimes neutral and the whole range of that trajectory sometimes very unpleasant sometimes very pleasant and so we start to become more aware more in relationship with our body in that way so we're not rejecting our bodies and our sensations when they're unpleasant but 
finding more capacity with the equanimity to be present and not holding on, not, not getting attached to our experience, our bodily experience when it's pleasant and it's certainly when it's extremely pleasant. The awareness helps us find the equanimity and the awareness helps us find that middle, that middle point that we could call the still point because it's not in reaction. It's not for or against. It's not re rejecting and it's not holding. But awareness itself simply knows, it simply sees witnesses, sometimes calling the silent witness. The simple knowing of our experience. Even knowing when we're rejecting and knowing when we're, uh, when we're grasping. Even then, there's the potential for stillness. And the still, clear knowing of what is. So opening up to the bodily sensations, opening up to the Vedana, the feeling of pleasant, unpleasant. Yesterday, opening more to the third foundation, the mindfulness of mind, which also includes the, the emotional states as well as the mental states. Increasing our capacity to be present with the movement of the heart and the way that the heart is impacted by life, by the conditions of life as it is. You know, this is the equanimity. The equanimity brings in that wisdom that says, as it is. That fullness of this present moment as it is. Even with, I want to repeat again, even with ways we reject, the ways we resist, <laughs> the ways we get angry about the way things are, even that we can be present and with the equanimity and the compassion with the metta, bringing in the qualities of the heart through the awareness in relationship to our experience as it is. So everything's included. Nothing gets left out. This beautiful quality of welcoming, friendliness, impartial, non-preferential, <laughs> These are the qualities that we begin to cultivate and develop more and more. And today I want to expand out even a little bit more of the third foundation and talk more about uh, the, the, the thinking aspect, the, the mental conceptual aspect of our mind. This third foundation, this called chitta vipassana. Chitta means mind 
but it also means heart. Chitta, C-I-T-T-A. Took me a while to really understand this because I was focusing a lot in my practice on the, the thought, the being, paying attention a lot to the, to the way that my mind would think about things. But more and more, I understood that the way I think about things is what affects my heart. And the heart, when we talk about the heart, the heart is what gives the emotional feel, the emotional tone. And so sometimes we might be more aware of the quality of the heart, the kind of the emotional tone of the heart, even energetically feeling that. Or for some, they, there may be more of a developed mental capacity. And so there may be more awareness of the thinking, the kinds of thoughts that run through the mind and the kind of mind states that that develops. Moods, mind states, difficult, pleasant, whatever they might be. But when we start to open up and feel more of the body as well and the, the sensations in the body, we start to actually, the attention drops more down. Attention and energy starts to drop more down into the body, into the center of the body, into the heart. And so we're not just spinning around in our in our thoughts and our, our thinking minds, we call the ordinary mind, the conventional mind. But as the awareness expands and it opens and we, we have more access to the body, we can feel the, the emotional heart, we can feel what's happening in the belly. Sometimes the emotions go all the way down into the belly where we feel the constriction or the tightness or the, the, the uh, contraction in the belly. And we may not be so aware of what we're thinking about. We may not be so aware of the storyline or the beliefs that we're carrying. We may not be so conscious. So the mindfulness, as we expand and open the attention to include more of our experience, and we become curious, and we start to question and want to know and to understand how all of this works, how all, how all of this fits together, how, how, how come I'm having the mood that I'm having, what's, what's going on? we can start to be curious and investigate both what's happening at the emotional level, which is sometimes felt more in the body, in the, the heart, in the belly, in the sensations of the body. And then we can start inquiring, what kind of, what am I, what kind of storyline am I carrying right now? What, what am I telling myself? What am I conceiving? in my mind that I'm believing is true? What am I thinking about that's actually giving shape to my reality right now? Because whatever we're thinking is going to direct the shape of my experience. 
And this is, this is what we've been talking about this week. Shelley mentioned it. We've been mentioning it in every, um, every talk, pretty much. This, uh, this, this, um, these words of the Buddha, we are what we think. All that we are arises from our thoughts. With our thoughts, we make the world. So if from our thoughts, and that means our cognitive thinking, words, words in the mind, voices in the mind, in, the, in images, pictures, all that conceptual mental activity, if that's what's shaping our experience and shaping our view of the world, we probably want to know what that is. We probably want to know what's going on there, <laughs> especially if we're suffering. And there's a lot of suffering that we're experiencing. Because the teachings say that whatever, whatever way we're thinking and pondering is going to be the direction of our mind. It's going to be the inclination of our mind. It's going to be the habitual tendency of our mind. So we can change that. We're not victims of our minds. We're not victims of our conditioning. We're not victims of all that's come before. We can bring, we can change it. And we start with changing the inclination of our mind so that we're inclining our mind more towards what's good, more towards what's wholesome, more towards what's helpful, more towards what's actually going to bring an end to the painful, emotional, states that I find myself in. This is the, this is the, kind of the miracle of mindfulness, as Thich Nhat Hanh calls it. The miracle of mindfulness is that we actually, through these teachings and practices, this path that has been offered to us, we actually can bring about a change, not only in our own experience, but as we all know that as things change here, that goes out and impacts others. And then that goes out like ripples on a pond. When we throw a stone in a pond, the ripples go out and it affects every centimeter of the shore, the whole world. And as we do this collectively, the world changes and not just here, but there too. And this is what we're being offered right now at this time in our world. Can we, can we bring this change so that we can live in a better world? So I'd like us to do some practice and as Temple has been doing, kind of guiding during the meditation so we can look more directly at the nature of thought and images and the mental activity. And so um, I will offer these prompting 
questions and questions for inquiry as we go through this meditation now that might be supportive in us getting more of a sense of our relationship to these conceptual, this conceptual mind. So let's begin. And again, finding a meditation posture that is supportive. Grounding through the body. Making contact. You might feel your legs and your feet, your hands, your arms. Maybe you feel the temperature, the coolness or the heat in different parts of your body. Maybe you feel other sensations of tingling or energy, tightness or aching in certain parts. Or maybe the fluid movement of the breathing as you breathe in and breathe out. Grounding our attention here in this present moment. gathering our awareness here. You might be aware of sounds. You might be aware of even the sounds of the construction that's happening around me. Just letting those sounds arise and pass, noticing if they have a pleasant or unpleasant quality to them. And you might notice too, in relationship to any sensations or to the sound, If there's any thoughts arising about those sensations or those sounds. Or whether they're simply the bare awareness. Hearing. Feeling. Sensing. Without any thought at all. 
Sometimes we draw on a simple concept. We call it noting. Where there's just a simple word in the mind that just notes what's happening. It might be a note like hearing or unpleasant or aching. And this note can help to highlight, to bring more attention, consciousness to what's occurring. It's very, very soft in the mind. Just like a caress on the cheek. And when we become aware of our thinking at times, we can also use a very soft note, thinking. Just thinking. And then notice what happens when we become aware of the thinking. Sometimes the thoughts appear and disappear very quickly. Sometimes they're more sticky, they last longer. And we're not aware at all. And then there's a moment where we become aware. Oh, I've, where have I been? I've been thinking. And in that moment, just noticing that, become aware. If it's helpful, we can then shift our attention back to our body, to our breath. This practice of letting go, opening, allowing, As we become more grounded with our awareness and more open to our experience, we can begin to be interested and curious about our thoughts. Noticing that thoughts have a particular pattern. Sometimes our thoughts are more about the past. We can find ourselves remembering or regretting something or worrying about something that happened or fretting in some way. It can be helpful to note that. 
or worrying, regretting, just to see it for what it is and not to dwell in that story. But having the intention to untangle, to let go, come back. There may be some emotional impact, feeling and sensing if there's some emotion in the body, in the heart, and breathing. We might notice that the mind has a tendency to go to the future. Future thought. Planning mind. Fantasizing. Worrying about something that's going to happen in the future. Tangled up in fear about the future. We want to see if we can notice this. Bring our awareness with a clear mindfulness of, oh, future thought. Fantasy. Caught, lost in my fantasies. Let's come back. Come back to the present. Breathing. Softening. Softening the heart. We might even notice that our thoughts are about the present. Analyzing something that's happened. What was that about? And how do I understand that? And oh, what did they say? And how do I do that? And just to notice. Commenting, we're very good at commenting. It's okay, we just want to notice it, not a problem. Wanting to be curious and understand the patterns. Patterning happening. Judging. Maybe judging, strong pattern of judgment. Are we judging our experience? So important to note, judging, judging. See if we can let it go, not helpful. 
inclining the mind towards that which is good and helpful and kind. Just to know We're not looking for a thoughtless state. When thoughts arise, we want to be interested and curious. Notice what happens when we become aware. Do they continue? Is there a way that they've grabbed our interest and we get caught and we follow them? For our meditation, we let go, clearing, uncluttering the mind. Thoughts are just one phenomena arising and passing in the vast space of awareness. And yet we can get so entangled in our thinking that we miss the totality of all the other experiences that are here. So we breathe, open, soften into the body, to the breath. Noticing the changing impersonal nature of all phenomena. Coming, going, arising and passing. Allowing the awareness to be fluid. Simply noticing. Awake. Alert.
what's happening in your mind right now. Where is your attention? Simply noticing without rejecting, without grasping. And noticing too, the way that you bring your attention back. Do you pull your awareness back to the body or the breath? Do you yank your attention back? Or can you simply notice, oh, my my attentions got pulled away in my thinking and my storylines. Just simply noticing and very gently, softly, bringing the awareness to the body or to sounds or to emotion, whatever is predominant. We're not trying to make anything in particular happen. We're not trying to have a certain kind of experience. We simply want to know, be present for, be present for our life.
sensations arising and passing, sounds coming and going, thoughts, images appearing and disappearing in this vast space of awareness. Our task is to simply be present.
Where is your attention now? In these moments that we become aware, these are our best moments. So there's no need to judge ourselves, to make ourselves wrong for maybe not being so mindful. In the moment we become aware, we're back. Let's celebrate that. Opening once again to just what's here as it is.
So coming out slowly, being mindful as you move your body. Maybe noticing if there's some relief that the bell rang. <laughs> Sometimes those are our best moments. <laughs> It's kind of curious why that is, huh? Because it's just another moment. <laughs> but sometimes it arises because we're making a little bit too much effort to be mindful, to be present, where we actually know that it's very natural, it's our natural state just to be awake, <laughs> to be conscious. <laughs> so it really doesn't take much effort at all. And that's what we're trying to get a feel for, that effortless quality of awareness that is our natural state. When we're not entangled in our stories, and our, which are, are our fears and our, our attachments and... Yeah, so we're, we're trying to get some understanding, some insight into that, into that pattern, into the, the nature of, of the mind so that we can begin to consciously untangle from those difficult patterns that, that bind us. So I'd like to open it up to you. It looks like we do have somebody who's raised their hand. So we'll take some time now for some hearing from some of you. So Cheryl, would you please 